This is the Blaze Radio On Demand. Don't miss Pat and Stu. All mass shootings happen in uh, zones that take legal guns out. Mm -hmm. And all mass shootings end when police show up and bring legal guns back in. That's the only reason they stop. It's because guns do stop these things. Force does work. Pat and Stu, weekdays at 5 p.m. Eastern on the Blaze Radio Network. The experiment was a success. Begin Life Force Reboot Program now. Stand clear. Life signs stable. It's alive. Set it loose. This is the Jeff Fisher Show on the Blaze Radio Network. Well, 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 well. How are you? Welcome to the broadcast. Nice to have you along for the ride today on the Blaze Radio Network. You can always follow me on Twitter at JeffyMRA or Facebook, Jeff Fisher Radio. And we'll get into a little social media chat. Uh, I was just... Just got done reading a story on a social media event that is unbelievable. And it will point out how careful you may want to be on your social media pages. Because everybody just kind of sits back and relaxes. They're on their, you're, you're on your sofa. You have your feet up. You're warm. You're comfy. Maybe the windows are open. The breeze is blowing through the house. You're all by yourself. It's like you're talking to your friend right next to you on the sofa, but you're not. You're talking to thousands, if not millions of people. You're not just talking to Bill, the next door friend. We'll get into that as well. There's plenty of stuff going on. I I tell you, one of the things that really is uh, kind of agonizing, uh, we more and more stories every day around the world about... uh, Immigrants from the Middle East going into Europe, and they're on their way here and other countries, and yet they're upset because they're not getting the food that they want, the exact food that they want. There, we saw, we heard stories in Sweden, it's going, uh, they are rioting and burning in the streets, burning cars in the streets. Uh, because they've got uh, refugees and immigrants, and there was a shooting, a police shooting, and it set off an unbelievable ramp. It was going on for quite some time now, and they are, I mean, it is dangerous. And it's happening more and more in cities and places all around the world. Uh, We also have a story, (laughs) the lack of sex. In the refugee camps. Man, that has got to really tick some people off, huh? They were saying that uh, they were really upset about the lack of sex, and they're also concerned that they're, you know, actually raping women and young girls in these refugee camps. And many people are complaining. They talk to them in the camps, and they're complaining that, hey, there's not enough sex for us. Um, here's an idea. 
and I know this is a strange idea. Um, it's not going to be the same uh, in a refugee camp as it was back home in your beautiful little town that you came from. So you can go back to that beautiful little town that you came from, and you can stop, I don't know, complaining that things are just darn ugly here in this refugee camp, and I can't take it. I don't want to be a part of it. Okay. Bye. And, of course, we had uh, – we'll go. Let, we just do a, some quick headlines here to kick us off, and then we'll delve into some uh, – We'll delve into a couple of stories pretty deep. We've got the Bill Cosby stuff from last night on NBC Dateline today. We'll get into that. Oh, my gosh. Um, pretty fascinating story. Uh, Dateline did a pretty good job, I thought, uh, in uh, presenting the uh, the accuser's tales and giving you a little bit of you know the backstory and the forward story of what's happening in the future. And... Whether you believe it or not, we'll get into that. You had uh, you had the great Donald Trump uh, bashing our man Glenn Beck on Twitter uh, earlier in the week, Wednesday or Thursday. Uh, the two tweets I hear at Glenn Beck is in big trouble. Unlike me, his viewers and ratings are way down and has become irrelevant. Glad I didn't do his show. Second tweet, wacky at Glenn Beck, who always seems to be crying worse than Boehner, speaks badly of me only because I refuse to do his show, a real nut job. All right. Uh, I know that uh, Glenn uh, commented that it was beneath him to comment on this, but it's not beneath me. Uh, Don, you're a joke. Okay. Uh, You know as well as anyone, and you're getting your wish because I'm talking about you, and that's what you want. So you're welcome. But uh, we decided not to have you on the show. It had nothing to do with you. And your demands of how you wanted to be brought on the show were going to be met and and attempted to be met by Glenn. When you asked that, yeah, I can't, I'm not talking to underlings. I only have to talk to Glenn. And then when your, under, your underlings told Glenn, well, you just have to keep calling and try to get a hold of him and hope that he's here and maybe you'll catch him. Oh, you know. Uh, amazingly, Don, you're not the only busy man in America. Uh, there's plenty of people doing plenty of things that don't have time to just stop and call every five minutes and hope to catch the great Donald Trump on the phone. And that's when we decided, in fact, we apologized. To the stations. Because we know, just like you said, if you came on the show, you would bring ratings. That doesn't mean you're good, though. It just means you would have brought ratings. So good luck, God bless. And uh, when uh, you uh, burn out and fire out and you we get the report that, uh, hey, I didn't really want to be president anyway, or uh, everyone's against me, I'm never going to have any success at this because the people... The right-wing lunatics are against me, uh, so I'm not going to run. I'm just going to go back to doing my business. As like you said, hey, what am I doing here? I'm not getting paid for this, right? I believe that was a quote from you.
hey, you know, what am I doing here? I'm not getting paid for this. Well, if you believe in the success of the country, you are getting paid for it. I know that you don't believe in that, really. You pretend you do, but you really don't. It's okay, though. I'm on to you. I'm on to you. We've got, uh, I know that uh, our man at uh, EbolaOutbreakMap.com will be uh, pushing that uh, there is another Ebola victim uh, in Scotland, a nurse who uh, and a teacher who uh, had Ebola, you know, and then I uh, got cleared up and said, oh, you're fine. And then I uh, went back to the school and talked to the students, and then all of a sudden we're sick again. Oh, boy. And she even met with uh, the, the uh, prime minister's uh, wife. Eh, don't worry about it. Eh. Eh, it's just Ebola. Right? Don't worry about it. I mean, I love the, uh, there's a couple of posts from the doctors on the story. Um, we uh, we know that uh, one in about every 10,000, once they clear up, it's still in there and they have flare-ups and come back to get sick again. Uh, sadly, uh, most of the time, uh, we don't have that many survivors to uh, prove that to be true. And then instead of talking about... Uh, the uh, Ebola, the hospital, my favorite is the Scotland's chief medical officer, Catherine Calderwood. Uh, we're aware uh, Pauline Cafferty has been transferred from Queen Elizabeth University Hospital to the Royal Free Hospital in London as a result of becoming unwell from a late complication of her illness. <laughs> yeah, she's unwell, all right. It's called, oh, I don't know, Ebola. And then, of course, uh, you know, we had the horrific shooting in Oregon. Uh, the nine people killed along, you know, along with the dummy gunman. Dummy gunman's father's preaching of guns are bad, guns are bad, guns are bad. Well, our president went there, stopped by yesterday before, you know, on his way to a fundraiser. Wouldn't want him just to come by for, out of it, the goodness of his heart. But he was on his way to a couple of fundraisers out west. So as long as he's on his way to a couple of fundraisers, I mean, we might as well detour a little ways and stop by Oregon, you know, push the agenda. But, uh, man, the people in Oregon did not want to see him. And that has got to hurt. I would have liked to have been a fly on the wall inside of Air Force One uh, and inside the presidential motorcade. Uh, when this was going on, because you know how much President Obama, our president, President Barack Hussein Obama, uh, thinks about himself, thinks he's right, thinks everyone uh, thinks he can save the world. And it's a beautiful thing. And how's that working out for you, by the way, saving the world? Because you've done wonders around the world, Mr. President. Wonders. It's all coming together. Peace, love, happiness. But. Of course, he wanted to politicize it, and that was the big, uh, you know, it's the time when it first happened. And you uh, you see the signs um, from the people along the road uh, for President Obama's visit. And <laughs> they had claimed that, I mean, there were literally hundreds, if not, you know, a at least a thousand or two people uh, that came uh, with signs they claim that they were going to turn their back on the motorcade as he drove by. And 
You see one sign is the uh, not welcome. Gun-free zones. Kill zones. No more gun-free zones. Obama, not welcome. Go golf. That was actually the hashtag for a part of the day yesterday, too, was hashtag go golf. And uh, no Bama. We support Sheriff Allen. Support the sheriff. I am telling you, uh, he has got to be very, very unhappy because it's backfired on him big time. And good luck with your little gun control thing. You can sign all the executive actions you want, and you can say, hey, I can use my executive authority to act on guns before he leaves office, but good luck making it actually happen. Good luck. Because we here in America are not going to let that happen. Just not. Just not. That's part of who we are. It's our DNA. And that's just the way it is. So when you come and try to take the guns, good luck. Good luck. I mean that. Good luck. And you'll get some, and you'll have some people say, oh, it's a wonderful thing. But you know what? No, 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 it's really not. It's really not. And the whole gun uh, debate kind of ties into the Instagram posting from Kelsey Grammer. And his wife, who posted on their Instagram a picture of himself wearing a T-shirt. And his wife was wearing one as well. With a link to a website called abort73.com, which is a Christian ministry, which is devoted to spreading the word about uh, the injustice of abortion. Uh, And it's supposed to be this huge thing that uh, he stood up for life. And the t-shirt has a picture, there's a gun in the middle of the words, and then the words read, would it bother us more if they used guns? Abort73.com. And that's his slam on Planned Parenthood and abortion. That is... Fantastic, And the answer to that, obviously, is yes. <laughs> yes, it would. And, of course, the love. The love of all the people that want to be able to kill their children and their stomachs and their bellies and their pregnancies and their daughters and their wives. Want to be able to go in and, hey, I want to have all the sex I want, but I don't want the consequences of having the baby. Uh, they sent out plenty of love uh, to Kelsey after he posted this. Um, used to love you. Now I wish your mother would have swallowed you and your wife. Yeah. Yeah. Love you too. You're listening to The Jeff Fisher Show. The Blaze Radio Network. Don't 
miss the morning blaze with Doc and Skip. The latest failure of the F-35 is lighter pilots, those who weigh less, could, when they eject, have their neck snap. Generally speaking, when you eject from a plane, you don't want the neck to snap. Right, you're ejecting to save the life of the pilot. Yeah, because, I mean, if the neck was just Mm -hmm. going to snap, they could just stay in the plane that's going down. The Morning Blaze with Doc and Skip. Weekday mornings, 6 to 9 Eastern, on the Blaze Radio Network. This is the Jeff Fisher Show. How it is. 888-900-3393 is the phone number. Mike Opelka, Pure Opelka, coming up immediately following this broadcast, along with plenty more on the Blaze Radio Network today. Chris Salcedo, Mike Slater, Joe Paggs, all on the Blaze Radio Network, and all today. And I heard through the grapevine uh, the giveaway on the uh, Pure Opelka show today, and it's really, I was a little disappointed uh, that... Uh, you know, it's the best I could do this week, I guess. But I guess since it's fall now and, you know, the weather's starting to cool down in some places around the country and, you know, allergies are kicking up and it's a little bit cooler and your skin is dry. They've got some kind of uh, stunt brain uh, skin cream. You know, I mean, uh, okay, thank you. Appreciate it. You know, we'll use it. Maybe in the summer we can get some, you know, some stunt brain tanning lotion in a bottle, but. Anyway, you've got that to look forward to today. Is maybe a little, maybe a little skin softener lotion from Michael Pelka. If you listen to his broadcast today, immediately following this broadcast. So Netflix. How many of you? Uh, how many of you subscribe to Netflix? Really? Well, there's a lot of people that do. They are right now over sixty. Five million subscribers. I don't know about you, but that's a good gig. Okay. Now they're going to raise their prices again. It's nice of them. Now listen, it's going to be modest, according to them. It's going to be modest. It's only a dollar a month. And it's only going to be, you know, in the U.S. <laughs> and yeah, several other countries. Uh, you know, And look, they've got costs, right? They've got to raise their prices. But look. They are uh, they're doing good, and there's a thank you to the existing members, you know, who aren't already benefiting from the previous price guarantee. We're going to look. You get, you get the what you're paying right now for a year, and then, then we'll go ahead and raise the price on you, okay? And it's actually, really, the new price is like $10 a month for the basic plans and you can always up it more i don't know what we have now i think we have i've got the most most you can have without the without getting the dvds i never i never got on the send me dvd plans and i think uh we can have uh i don't know at one point you could only have two devices going at the same time so if someone was watching on tv or watching something on the laptop I couldn't watch anything in another room or in my office. So, you know, you end up, I think you end up, I don't know. The boss lady takes care of that. Uh, but I'm pretty sure we pay for, I think, four devices. You pay extra so that you can, I think that's the top tier of their streaming. You can stream 
uh, Netflix on up to four devices at the same time. I mean, you can, obviously can watch it on any device you want if you've got the password and pay the bill. But at the same time, you pay more to be able to stream it on uh, up to, I think it's up to four devices that we have. So, you know, four four different devices can be watching Netflix at the same time. And that's good because the average, according to this story, the average cable bill just hit $99. You know what? I would I would still vote for having cable TV if my bill was $99. $99, that gets you like the phone line to the door. That gets them, just them to come to the front door and go, hey, we're here to install your cable. That'll be $99. Oh, Oh, okay, what's the... Oh, everything else is extra. Oh, you wanted to be able to get channels and record shows? <laughs> yeah, that's going to cost you. The Jeff Fisher Show. The Blaze Radio Network. Show. Welcome to it. 888-900-3393 is the phone number. 888-900-3393 is the phone number. You can follow me on Twitter at JeffyMRA or Facebook, Jeff Fisher Radio. You can do that at any time. You know, on Twitter, all you have to do is follow. And on Facebook, all you have to do is like. And it's just that simple. Okay. So... We all have children, or we've had children, or we whatever. Okay, I got it. I got. It. Don't look at me like I never had children. What are you talking about? I know. Okay, but you've been around them. All right, whether you like them or not, you've been around them, and you also have been around children who are you know using the old "children were meant to be seen and not heard" adage, which is true some of the time. True some of the time. Uh, we've all had children throw tantrums, throw hissy fits. Hell, we've had adults do that around us. Um, we've all had adults, you know, reverting back to their childhood and throwing hissy fits in our lives. I'm not saying, I'm not saying that happened to me at all. Just saying that I know that people told me stories. And then we've had you know, been out to dinner. Let's say we go out to dinner. You and I. We're sitting down, having a nice cold drink of Coca-Cola Zero on ice, waiting for our steak dinner, having our peanuts, throwing the shells on the floor. Let's say, I don't know, let's use Texas Roadhouse, for example. And I'm waiting for my, waiting for my, Steak to come, along with my French fries that I'd like uh, overcooked, please. A little bit, like a little bit, a little bit crispy, please. That's fine. You can burn a couple. It won't, it won't kill the fries. And uh, no, I don't want any vegetables. No, no, take those off the plate. And behind you is a screaming little kid. Now, you say to yourself, "Okay, the kid's screaming back there." How long can it last? Right? Because 
as a parent, I have a child that is screaming at a restaurant. Now, I know that, you know, the Roadhouse, the Texas Roadhouse, is, uh, you know, a, a steakhouse. Uh, a big open bar steakhouse. And you go there and, uh, you know, you can talk and people are conversing and drinking and having a good time. And it's not it's not the uh, sit down in the shadows and have a nice meal, a nice quiet meal. And we'll just talk quietly and converse. We've got our little lamp on the table and everybody wants to be quiet and not be seen really. Okay. And yes, I, I would like some of that, please. Thank, thank you. No, it's a, it's a steakhouse. Yeah, you want a beer. Yeah, give me some of those peanuts. Yes, okay. Texas Roadhouse probably sings that happy birthday to people all the time, too. It's been a long time since so I've been in a Texas Roadhouse. But according to one story, uh, they claim that they're loud and proud. That's Texas Roadhouse. Right? I mean, they believe that. They believe that the Texas, we, hey, that's who we are. Uh, we're Texas Roadhouse. We we want uh, their their quote is uh, we are proud to be loud. If you want to hear clinking wine glasses and clinking forks, if you don't, this was her quote. This is wait a minute. The rep for Texas Roadhouse told the news station, "We are proud to be loud. If you want to hear clinking wine glasses." and clinking forks, then this probably isn't the place for you. Okay. Uh, Well, first of all, uh, Texas Roadhouse uh, rep, uh, that's a horrible quote. Uh, You should have left it at, we're proud to be loud. Uh, Of course, anyway, whatever. Uh, This lady has her 10-month-old son at the restaurant. And he is, begins yelling, according to the mother, excitedly. Now, despite my attempts to quiet him, uh, he wouldn't quiet. He wouldn't quiet down. Okay, let's stop right there for just a second. At what point, as a parent, do you say, okay, it's gone on long enough. I, I'm, I'm... I'm starting to maybe be a little embarrassed, but I'm also a little frustrated because no matter what uh, the loud and proud Texas Roadhouse claims from their representative, uh, loud and proud is different than screaming kid in the booth next to you. Okay? Sorry to disappoint you, Texas Roadhouse, but it is. Now, obviously, that's not the way they feel because the manager... Of Texas Roadhouse after two ladies who were upset that this mother let her kids scream and not walk her out of the restaurant, go for a walk, maybe walk around the restaurant, maybe carry the kid around the restaurant a little bit, calm him down. You know, even if it's even if you're loud and proud, the kid can kind of maybe get a feel that you don't need to be screaming like a little banshee. Okay. Calm the hell down. I'm sure, and I know that there's been times where maybe you, I don't know, take the kid outside and say, it's not acceptable behavior. Okay, you're 10 months old, so? 
Maybe you talk to the the children like, I don't know, you would a person because that's what they are. So, two ladies, especially the ones. Gets up and puts a note down on the table. Thank you for ruining our dinner with your screaming kid. <laughs> okay. I, you know, they're pissed. I get it. However, however, okay, it said, thanks for ruining our dinner with your screaming kid. Sincerely, the table behind you. And then they return to their seats. So, rather than bending this hour, I'll read you the story because it's kind of, the way it's written is kind of, I don't know, it's got to be written by a roadhouse person. Rather than bending to the whims of the complaints, the restaurant manager sympathized with Leach. Oh, I bet he did. I bet he did. He comped to the family's meal and told the women, hey, you can finish your dinner, but then you need to leave quietly. Okay, so, A, he comps the crying baby's mother's family, and he tells the two ladies that were pissed, hey, you can finish your meal, but you're going to have them leave quietly after that. Okay, what's wrong with this picture? A, the screaming kid mom gets no comp. Screw that. You weren't trying to calm your kid down. You weren't trying. I get that you, you know, you got a 10-month-old kid and it's good to be out and about in the public and go to a restaurant. But now's the time. Now's the time to create a human being that says, oh, this this particular uh, action isn't appropriate. So I guess I won't do it. But now if I go to a restaurant and start screaming, nobody will stop me. It will be okay. And I get a free meal for my family. I'm going to continue my bad behavior. And the two ladies that were pissed at the restaurant for allowing it to happen, they get zipped. They don't even get a free loaf of bread. They don't even get the sodas comped. They get a finish your meal and get out. Okay. Now, okay. That's the way you want to be. And, you know, the mom, I look, I, we all had kids in restaurants. I get it. I get it. And, you know, that's why I asked earlier, at what point do we say that's enough? Because, look, kids are kids. And babies are babies. And they're going to cry. And they're, they're going to they're gonna be upset. And there's going to be something that happened. And they're going to be all wound up. However, there is a point, and I, I mean, it's different for everyone I know, and apparently with this lady, the point is not during the entire dinner time at the restaurant. It'll be sometime two weeks later when we're going to go out to a restaurant again. You can't act like you did last time. Uh, either A, how did I act last time? Because I don't remember. I was just being a little punk kid is screaming or B got your free meal didn't I I'm going to continue to do it so zip it 
there's got to be a point when it's annoying and you have to stop it. Other human beings around you expect to have a diff, you know, out in public, you expect to have the same kind of enjoyable experience for everyone. That's the whole point. We're all going to this restaurant and we're saying, hey, we're here. Yes, we're all different. But we're in this one environment and we're going to have fun and enjoy the food that this environment, food and drink that this environment is creating for us. And this environment is loud and proud. I'm sorry, proud to be loud. And that's okay. But are they proud to be screaming kids in booths all around the damn restaurant? No. No. And there was, there's plenty of places, you know, there's plenty, look, look, there's plenty of places that you can go to where there's no kids allowed. There are plenty of restaurants that have, you know, no kids, no kids policy. That's fine. It's their, that's their business, right? It's like the smoking thing. I mean, why make, you don't need to make a law. You, you say, we have a no kid policy, no kids. You want to come here, just an adult, just adults. So you either come there or you don't, right? So there's places that have kids, I got it. So you're going to have a screaming kid. There's a difference between screaming little 10-month-old and the raging around the... I, you know, I wonder in, in a year from now, when that kid is walking and he starts screaming and running up and down between the aisles through the booths, I wonder if the same thing will happen, where the manager will say, oh, that's okay, I know you're bothering the entire restaurant, but we're going to comp you a free meal, and everybody else is in the restaurant that got annoyed with your kid running around screaming and making noise up and down. Yeah, no, that's fine. They can just finish their meal and get out. You may want to rethink that, Texas Roadhouse. You may want to rethink that. And as far as the mother goes, Katie Leach, stop it. Your kid is not more important than the rest of the world. Okay? Your kid is more important than the rest of the world to you. To the rest of us, just a screaming little kid. This is the Jeff Fisher Show on the Blaze Radio Network. Welcome to it. 888-900-3393 is the phone number. Okay, so almost four years ago, in December it'll be four years, that uh, I uh, decided to lose weight. I had enough. Pushing the, you know, the 8,000 pound mark was enough. And so I started with simple to lose. And it worked. I lost over 120 pounds. I mean, that was, was exciting. Um, and now I've gained about 50, 60 back, something like that. 
And I'm just visiting with my surgical doctor this past week. Now, he didn't say anything to me, which I'm surprised. I'm surprised they usually do. You know, uh, wouldn't kill you to lose some weight. But uh, I do, I will have to have surgery on my shoulder coming up pretty soon, which is not something I'm looking forward to at all. It's been a while since I've actually had surgery. And, you know, I try to, I don't know about you, I try to avoid surgery at all costs. But, hey, whatever. And uh, so, I mean, my shoulder is, like, fried. It's agonizing. Agonizing! So I'm thinking, all right, I'm going to have surgery coming up here in a little while. It's a few months away. I put it off. I put it off for a while. I can't do it now. That's too much. But I figure I'm going to go back simple to lose, and we'll just see how much weight we can lose before the surgery. So if you want to jump on board and join me in a, hey, Let's do a pre-shoulder surgery weight loss clinic. Go to simple2lose.com. Simple, the number two, lose.com. And join me in my pre-shoulder surgery simple-to-lose class. Simple2lose.com. I'm actually looking forward to it. Let's get back to uh, back to fighting weight. But, Jeff, you can't fight with that bad shoulder. I know, but, yeah, I mean, sounds good, right? I mean, fight weight, right? Sounds No? Well, whatever. This is the Jeff Fisher Show, only on the Blaze Radio Network. was a success. Begin Life Force Reboot Program now. Stand clear. Life signs stable. It's alive. Set it loose. This is the Jeff Fisher Show on the Blaze Radio Network. Welcome to it. 888-900-3393 is the phone number. Plenty of broadcasting, live broadcasting on the Blaze Radio Network today for you. Mike Opelka, Pure Opelka coming up right after this broadcast. Andrew WK with America WK right after Mike. Then Chris Salcedo, Mike Slag, Joe Pags, all your Saturday lineup. Sunday, you got David Barton, Bill Handel, Jackie D. I'm telling you. And then Monday through Friday, you have uh, a lineup. That is unforgettable. Okay? You've got Doc and Skip. Some guy called Glenn Beck. Some guy called Buck Sexton. Some guy called Jay Severin. And a couple of Dingleberries with another fat guy. Oh, yeah, me. Pat, Pat and Stu on the Blaze Radio Network. And, you know, I are we promoting the new Buck thing? Am I supposed to talk about that? or I can? Yeah, that's what I... Okay. Monday uh, starts, uh, Buck Sexton moves to three hours, noon to three. Uh, and Jay Severn will still be with us. He's just cutting back, doing uh, three to five. And so, so you still have the, the same bat channel and the same, well, not the same bat times, almost the same bat times. Anyway, Buck Sexton, noon to three on the Blaze Radio Network starting Monday. 
So good for him, and uh, and good for Jay too. I mean, how you? I got to get that deal. Um, yeah, I'd still like to get paid the same amount of money, but only when I want to work less. Oh, okay, go ahead. That's a good idea. That's a good deal. I think Jay got the best of it. Anyway, he hasn't talked to me about that, so maybe he didn't. And now he's going, oh, you bastard. The Cosby Accusers. Last night, NBC Dateline. The Cosby Accusers speak. So, first off, I want to thank NBC Dateline for milking me in to turn on their network at 8 p.m. Central when they weren't going to do the Cosby thing till 9 p.m. Central. I didn't know Dateline was eight hours long on Friday night. So I appreciate that, Lester Holt. Your tease worked, okay? Your tease worked. You got me You got me tuned to the network at 8 o'clock. I wasn't watching, though, because you had some bougie story on with a reporter with the one weird eye. I don't know what was going on, but I just wanted the Cosby story. That's all I wanted. So the second hour of Dateline and uh, the full the full hour was the Cosby accusers. Now, man, was it? I I recorded it. I've got all this audio from the show, and I really don't want to use it. It was so. There's nothing. There's you know, it's it was fascinating to listen to, and I thought that Dateline did a really good job uh, pulling it off. Uh, they tried to. They were pretty. I thought that they were fair to Bill Cosby. Uh, hearing from his attorney and hearing from people who worked with him, who are for him, who are saying, hey, this is ridiculous, uh, talking about the past and things that have happened and how it turned out. Um, and, you know, look, uh, uh, Bill's attorney, the one attorney uh, that went on camera the one time that Monique Presley, when she, you know, Reminded us all he's not been charged with any crime. He hasn't publicly responded to specific allegations. Um, the allegations have not been corroborated. Many are decades old. Boy, that is so true. None of these women reported their illegal assaults to police. They didn't go to the hospital. I mean, it's it's fascinating. And the reason that they didn't go to the hospital, and they didn't report it, One of the things that they really just alluded to last night that they didn't, they tried to show it a little bit, but they were really still concerned, many of them, with their careers. And then, you know, now that the career is down the road some, they're like, we've got to do the right thing. Yeah, well, where were you years ago? I have a real, this was very hard for me because I really, I want, look, you want to believe the women, right? You want to believe him. You want to believe, oh, my God, Bill Cosby, what a dirtbag. I can't believe all these people, you know, this, the whole uh, innocent unless proven guilty is out the window. If someone if someone says you did something to me, you're automatically guilty in today's world, no matter what. And there's like. They, Dateline had 27, I think. The website shows 29 this morning. And then the, the whole story has 40, I believe. 40 women in the, from the past have uh, have come out. Now, there's one case ongoing now where they're hoping to get, uh, you know, Bill was supposed to de- be deposed. Uh, Gloria Allred, the great uh, 
front man for TV, Hollywood attorney, uh, is going is is the attorney for the for the lady that is uh, suing Bill because she claims that she was uh, attacked uh, when she was fifteen at the Playboy Mansion. So California has some uh, looser regulations on the statute of limitations for illegal sex with the minor. So they're trying to, you know, take this now. Bill's attorneys, of course, are saying it's ridiculous and this is not the, the correct interpretation of this law. And I mean, this was really hard for me because I really like Bill Cosby. I always have. I mean, he's Bill Cosby, right? He's Bill Cosby. I mean, when they were showing clips last night during the during the show of the Bill Cosby show and his stand-up and him talking and his beliefs and comments, you're thinking, no, that's why he was Bill Cosby. He was great. I mean, let's see. And he still he still is. But to be this guy is, you know, is not a good guy. He's just not a good guy if he's this guy. Now, I you know, all these women have all this problem now. It's all they're piling on to the they're piling on to the Bill Cosby. I you know, is it all true? I don't think so. Is some of it true? Probably. And that's what makes it seem like all of it is true, right? I mean, you I, you look at all these ladies, and they all had, you know, similar stories, no question. And they all, you know, they all had similar stories. They all, you know, things touch their hearts. They've got people, you know, they want to stand up and do the right thing. Okay, well. You know, while I I realize the older you get, it's easier to say people need to stand up and do the right thing. But you really need to stand up and do the right thing your whole life. I mean, so now what are we, I mean, now we're hoping for what? One lady got some money from a deal, from a settlement, uh, which really doesn't mean that he's guilty. It just means he wanted it to go away. That happened a lot. I mean, people sue all the time, and and I mean, we've all we all have stories. At least I do of of companies settling with lawsuits where you're like, "Don't settle." I they we I want this needs to go to court or this needs to that's crap. Do not settle this. And the insurance companies are like, "Look." Give them the money, have them sign the papers, and they go away, and it's over with. And we don't have to spend any more money, and we've already written this off the books. Have a nice day. And that's their argument. So when someone settles, it's difficult to say that they settled because they were guilty, especially in today's world. 
Now, we know that a lot many of these uh, accusations claim that they took place at the Playboy Mansion and at Playboy clubs around the country, maybe around the world. Um, Hugh Hefner was was and is a good friend of Bill Cosby. They're, the Playboy commented on the Cosby relationship and saying, you know, obviously it was the great comment of, you know, if this is true, it's certainly unacceptable, blah, 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 blah. But uh, Hugh is, you know, a character in himself. And when you go to the, when you talked about, everybody thinks, you know, Bill Cosby would talk about the, the being drugged. Okay, take a couple of sips of something and being drugged. First of all, I don't know about you, but I personally, and I'm telling you, I know I could be wrong, but it's been my experience that a couple of sips from a, 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 a liquid does not completely void me of my life and what's going on around me. I don't care what's in that drink. Unless it's some kind of special bill was using some kind of special CIA juice. I don't understand. I don't get it. I've done a lot of things over the years. Ingested me. I did not even along with a lot of food. I've ingested a number of things. And there hasn't been something that it could be put in a drink that I could drink two sips from and wake up a day later with Bill laying next to me and not having any idea what happened. I, I'm sorry, I just I don't buy it. It's, that's tough for me to swallow. But in a story about uh, life in the Playboy Mansion, uh, there is a story about Hefner who, you know, they talked about Hef and his, you know, encounters with all the bunnies. And the one bunny who wasn't his wife yet uh, said that, uh, you know, hey, when Hef was in his 70s, like 89 now, so 20 years ago, uh, Hef pulled out pills called Quaaludes from his pocket. I I don't approve drugs, but, you know, we used to call these pills thigh openers. Okay, well, first of all, I'd like to know where Hef, I mean, I know he's Hugh Hefner and I love him, but where is he getting Quaaludes? And we, you know, we shipping those in from Guatemala. We shipping those in from Ecuador. I mean, I don't know where we're getting them from. Because I haven't seen lewds on the streets since the seventies or eighties. Maybe the seventies. Maybe it wasn't even the eighties. But okay. And I and I find it hard to believe that I could crush a quaalude into a drink and take two sips and then wake up the next day with Bill laying next to me naked and not having any idea what happened. I really find that hard to believe. And there's some fascinating other stuff that took place at the Playboy Mansion, according to this bunny, that uh, you'll either love or hate Hef for that. Nothing like Bill Cosby. But I'm just saying that my my coincidence with Hef and Bill was the Quaaludes. Just that seems like a... You know, if they were really, really good friends, it seems like that would be something that they would discuss and possibly use, which leads me to Bill using those for thigh openers, as Hugh called it. 
I just remember I was, I like to give you a joke. Joke of the week. Okay. I'll give you the joke of the week. I don't know if I want to stick with Cosby or not. I'm tired of talking about it. I don't want it to be Bill Cosby. Okay. I don't want him to be that guy. I don't want him to be that guy. But it sounds like, sounds like he was, and that's just, Bill, 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 you were Bill Cosby. You didn't need this. You didn't. And the wife is complicit in all of this. She sold out to the devil with managing Bill and the money and the circle of power around him and the bubble around him that kept him out of the spotlight being a bad guy. It's just, it's just bad all the way around if this is actually true. So the joke of the week, Hugh Hefner, when he dies, no one's going to say he's in a better place. This is the Jeff Fisher Show on the Blaze Radio Network. The Jeff Fisher Show. So you can still play uh, FanDuel.com slash Stu, or you join us in our league every week. He suckered me in to being a part of it, and he just picked, you know, look, it's, uh, it's a piece of cake because I really don't have a desire to earn a living from gambling on the NFL. And so those of you that do, it's a good thing to try. Uh, and it's really kind of fascinating. I like it better than being, I really am agonized at the, uh, uh, all the leagues and uh, the everybody's coaching and trading and picking players. And, and just, look, if you want to do that, go be a coach. Okay, Go be a coach. Go sign up and work at a high school or junior high and work your way up to be a coach. Instead of, you know, your wannabe pretend one wheeling and dealing in your little minor leagues. I just I never got it. This, however, uh, is makes it easier because you just pick, they give you your salary cap, you pick the players, and if those players perform, you reach points and those points make money. And it depends on what you bet. Well, there's, you know, you could start out with as little as, I think, five bucks, maybe even a dollar. And you can, you know, good luck. Well, according to some fans, they're a little pissed at the DraftKings, another, you know, competitor to FanDuel. Because one of the DraftKings employees or played FanDuel and won big. And they're claiming that they won big on FanDuel because they had insider trading um i am not positive about what more uh someone at DraftKings or fan duel information they would have uh that you don't have about the nfl uh you go i mean the nfl is like an open book almost to players hurt a player has a hangnail in uh, they, I mean, it's part of their deal. 
So the only more insider information you would have is if a player is hurt and they're not reporting it, which really is against the league rules, but I guess it could still happen. I mean, it doesn't. I'm confused at why they would be calling it insider trading. It just doesn't seem. They play on the rival sites, and it claims that they had access to confidential data. Hey, I'm not. They won. They're pissed because they these DraftKings won three hundred fifty thousand, but it's like nothing. Three hundred fifty thousand may be a lot to you and me. But it ain't much to them. Okay? Each week they're giving out millions winning. So 350000 from an employee of DraftKings who probably couldn't play at DraftKings went across the street to play at FanDuel and won. Good for him. There's a reason why he works for DraftKings. Because he likes doing what he's doing. He knows what he's doing. So now he's bummed because he can't play for DraftKings. He's going to go play across the street. I just don't understand Yeah, I'm pissed you won, so I'm going to bring you down. You bastard. I couldn't figure it out and couldn't play and lost money, but you did. And since you worked for the other company, now you went across the street and then you made money and I didn't. So I hate you. This is the Jeff Fisher Show. Only on the Blaze Radio Network. The Jeff Fisher Show is on. That it is on the Blaze Radio Network. Welcome to it. 888-900-3393 is the phone number. Okay. You can follow me on Twitter, at JeffyMRA, or you can uh, follow me on Facebook, Jeff Fisher Radio. Both are very simple. Go there. On Twitter, at JeffyMRA, follow. Why, yes. Jeff Fisher Radio on Facebook, like. Oh, why, yes. It's just that simple. Now, those of you that like to sit home, Maybe in your underwear, socks on, sitting on the sofa, maybe a little blanket at hand in case the legs get cold. Got your laptop or your tablet kind of sitting up on the sofa. Fireplace is on. Windows are open. The breeze blowing through. And you've got your Facebook page. And you see... Someone who you know, who you part, who's a friend of yours, or who friended you, and you said, "Okay, uh, post a picture of himself and one of the kids at work that shows up, one of his coworkers' kids who shows up at work every day." Uh, says, "Hey." Uh, This is one of kids who shows up at work every day after school. Now, let's say, for example, you're a guy, a white guy, and the co-worker's three-year-old son uh, is black. 
and you posted the photo by just saying, "Hey, this is uh, this is so and so," and he shows up at work every day after work. Okay, great, that's wonderful, no problem. But then you get posts on your Facebook page, posts that are <laughs> absolutely unbelievable. To me. Okay. One post. I didn't know you were a slave owner. One post. But Massa, I didn't know nothing. Another. Help feed this poor child today. That actually is kind of funny. Nobody will admit it except me, but it's kind of funny because the way the picture is taken, it's like the the help the poor pictures we'd get from we get all the time on late night television. Help feed the poor. You can feed a hungry child in the Sudan for 20 cents a day or whatever it is. Another says, send him back. <laughs> Those are expensive, like 25 cents a day. Bad. Bad. Now, instead of the mistake here by him, the poster. Roth is his name. Instead of saying, what the hell are you people talking about? And maybe taking the picture down and saying, you people are sick and unfriending them and getting and just saying, you're out of your minds. Okay, you're agonizing. I can't, you people do not know what it is. He asks, he replies, uh, the question was, dude, where the hell did you get a black kid? He replies, he was feral. Then the next question, why is he feral, though? And he responds. Now, I know, I have a feeling you get the idea of where he was going because he was, you know, getting the feel of the joke of, you know, help feed the poor child, all that kind of thing. So nothing right now except for the comments from ugly people on his friend's comments about the slave owner and I did nothing and uh, send him back. Uh, Someone posted the cover of a Little Black Sambo book. Uh, But the whole help help feed this child and this kid is expensive. Uh, Those two were kind of funny. The others, the slave owner and the nothing, those should have been dismissed immediately from Roth because those are, those, that's ridiculous. It's not even funny. Now, but instead of doing that, he decides that he's going to play along a little. And when asked why is he, he says he's feral. Why is he feral though? Because he was abandoned in the Atlanta projects to fend for himself. He's a deaf mute, can't properly communicate, in and out of shelter home. That is the definition of feral. Okay. Now he's gone. You know, he's trying to, you know, keeps pushing the, the, the limit a little bit farther, just keeps pushing the game. So the president of the company the marketing group, Polaris Marketing Group. Uh, The mother was upset, 
and as well she should be, and he's fired. Good luck. Have a nice day. God bless. Take care. Now, of course, he's the whole thing was misunderstood. Uh, he simply changed his profile picture, and his friends took it upon themselves to comment on it. Yes, that's true. However, when you played along, you acknowledged it. When you when you didn't acknowledge their horrible activities, and then acknowledged as you played along with the feral joke, and I'll give you that maybe it was a joke, but I it's questionable now that you played along, you didn't say anything about the other stuff. You deserve to be fine. Have a nice day. Now, let's get back to you in your underwear, sitting on your sofa, blanket there off, hanging just off the side, just ready to cover up your legs when they get a little cold. You've got that cup of green tea there on the, the coffee table, and fire's on. You'd let, you're not sure that you want to watch TV because there's really just nothing on tonight, and you've DVR'd a couple of shows, and the window's open, and it's cool, and you just got your tablet, and you thought, I'm just going to be on Facebook and Twitter and read some news stories and post some of my thoughts about, see what other people are posting and post some of my thoughts on how I feel about them. And when you post something that is maybe you and Bill sitting on the sofa together, comments, think again. Okay, Social media is not you and Bill on the sofa. Social media is you and the rest of the world on your sofa. That's a big ass sofa. That's a big, big soda. Big drink, big sofa, big house, you and the rest of the world together. So just be careful what you post, okay? Because it all comes back to haunt you. It all comes back to haunt you. Now, I will agree with one uh, blogger who wrote uh, the comments just highlight what people who are very friendly to your face. Now, this is uh, do when they believe they're in the comfort of their own world. And that's the racist thought of all of this. Uh, no, actually, I think that's just what you know really racist people do. And that I believe that those people who were would comment on Facebook that way would probably uh, not be the jovial friends of the people who they're racist against, even in real life. Ooh, I don't think it would matter. Not one iota. If you're, a, I mean, I've met many people who are really, really racist. And they don't hide it. It's not just a an innocuous Facebook post. It's real life posts it's looking down on those people it's being mean so i don't think that it shows any comparison to what goes on behind closed doors i think if you're a really racist person you show it you don't need to hide behind it in your in your living room it's out there and you're proud of it so just be careful what you post and if you have to think to yourself you know I don't know if that sounds good or not. Odds are, it doesn't. Here we go. 
This is the Jeff Fisher Show on the Blaze Radio Network. Welcome to it. 888-900-3393. Mike Opelka and Pure Opelka coming up immediately following this broadcast as we speak. So I'm reading a story here about the kiss cam at Times Square. And uh, boy, I wish I I, I wasn't there when I was there. I'm very disappointed. I would love to be a part of that. But they're a little pissed because it's causing crime. They're saying people are <laughs> huddling together to get up on the kiss cam at Times Square. They're getting they're getting uh, robbed. They're getting fondled. It's unbelievable. So they're going to now. It's just shut down. It's just running old pictures and old ads. They're not running the kiss cam. That's very disappointing. And police talk about uh, look. Uh, you know, it's amazing that the crime has come up like this. Uh, this Times Square has so little criminal activity that even when there are 500,000 people on the street, 300,000 in the subways below on some days, there is no reported crime. Uh-huh. Okay. And it talked about Times Square, and there's a person talking that says, you know, back in the day, you didn't want to come to Times Square a little seedy. Okay, well, when, when is, first of all, what is back in the day for you? All right. Back in the day. Shut up. Back in the day. And second, uh, Times Square is uh, reverting back to back in the day that you're referring to. Uh, that was pre-Rudy Giuliani. You didn't want to go into Times Square uh, into Manhattan after midnight. Just saying. Uh, because it was a little seedy. And there were a lot of bad people. Which is why the Giuliani Disney crew cleaned it up. And uh, made it better. But don't you worry. Mayor de Blasio is right on top of it. Don't you kid yourself. <laughs> uh, okay, so a- ABC Family is a changing their name. Before we get, no, don't forget too. I've only got a couple minutes left and I, I you know, I'm not going to get too in-depth into Walking Dead, but we got the new Walking Dead season starting up this weekend. I cannot wait. I'm telling you, it's going to be good. They just uh, I, I saw the DVR recording something about a look inside season 6. Uh, on last night, so I got to go back and maybe check that out, see if there's something I haven't seen. But The Walking Dead is back. The Walking Dead is back. It's not on ABC, okay? It's on AMC. But speaking of ABC, ABC Family changed their name to one of the most stupid things I ever heard in my life. Now, again. I've heard a lot of stupid things, and there's a lot of things I thought was stupid that ended up not being stupid. So maybe, maybe it won't be. But ABC Family, you know it, you love it, that's who it is, right? Now, you know that they've actually kind of been changing a little bit, which makes me believe that that's why they're changing ABC Family, because they aren't really about the family anymore. Uh and I believe that you know that's done on purpose, so they realize it. But their new name 
Yeah. In the, they're changing their name because uh, they want to shed what seems to have deemed an unfairly wholesome reputation. Yeah, it was a wholesome reputation because it was called ABC Family. Okay? And that's what you promoted, ABC Family. But that's weren't what you were providing. So I'm glad that you've changed your name to at least we know it's something different than family. But the name is called Freeform. Freeform Network. Uh, okay. Good luck. God bless. I mean, one of the only reasons we would stop by there from time to time is because it was ABC Family. And you'd think, oh, there's going to be something out for the family, right? Wrong. Wrong. So good luck with the old free form. Okay? Good luck. Now let's get back to The Walking Dead, shall we? New season, tomorrow night. If you're listening to this after tomorrow night, it'll be last night. It's Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. And uh, you can listen to... uh, Talking Walking Dead, we'll have the new podcast up. Uh, myself and Aaron Hernandez will have it up uh, first part of next week. Kind of recap and look to the future and see how the new season kicks off. But I personally am looking forward to it. That's all I'm saying. There's not many TV shows anymore that do a- anything for me. I still watch them, sadly. And I started watching, oh man, I started watching the Whitey Bulger uh, documentary on Netflix. I unbelievable we'll talk about that because we got to i have to go see the movie black mass and then all i know is there's plenty of people involved in this in the whitey bulgy story that are madly against the government and are really upset at the the corruption so it was just fascinating i've got about i i'm not i haven't finished the documentary yet so i don't want to talk all the way about it but we will discuss that at a later date because it was well worth watching well worth watching all right Anybody told you you were well worth watching? Because you look great. I mean that. You look fantastic. Except you're not really going to wear that all day, are you? Ooh. This is the Jeff Fisher Show. Only on the Blaze Radio Network.